Hi, 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 guys. Welcome back and happy Wednesday. You know what's so crazy is Ricky just said, I feel like this week is flying. And I actually do too. I feel like this week is getting flying right now, especially because we had New Jersey last night and we have Vanderpump Rules tonight where we're getting the Tom and Rachel kiss. Not the same Tom that you're thinking about. It was like the cover-up Tom, the beard Tom. Without the beard, not the one with the mustache. You get what I'm saying. We're doing the after party on our messy little Hellion Sister channel up in Adam 2 tonight at 10.30 p.m. Eastern, right after Tom Schwartz goes on Watch What Happens Live. But in the meantime, I'm so curious what you have to say about this episode. So drop us a rating, 1 to 10, and let's welcome Ricky Cornish. Hello. Hey, sister. Thank you so much for having me again. It's so good to see you. Oh, my gosh. I love when you come on. (laughs) we're like the little dynamic duo and I'm here for it. I'm so excited because I keep telling everyone this. We're traveling so much towards the end of the year. I mean, it's going to be crazy and then add BravoCon into it. I can't wait to just do like a vlog with you and meet you. I'm going to be one of those people, you know, the kids that embarrass the shit out of their parents and they hold the signs like, welcome home from prison, mom, or something like that. That's how I feel like it's going to be. Yes, I can't wait to just film a TikTok because, you know, that's like my thing nowadays. I love filming it, especially because that might get banned someday. So I'm trying to make the most of it now, honey. (laughs) Is that what you're doing? Yeah, I love TikTok. You're going to have to follow me and I hope we can do something together because that would be so great. I could just imagine the chaos we could come up with. Oh my gosh. Okay. Well, speaking of TikTok or chaos, actually, really, um, what did you think of last night's episode? There was a lot of chaos. We a Turkish coffee reader. I'm learning so much from Jersey. Cannolis and Turkish coffee readers. What the f- is happening? I uh, know we live in a world where Jersey is like one of the more cultured shows out of the bunch, which is saying a lot, right? But I loved it. It was great. You know, Jersey has just become very good TV just for me. I just love putting it on in the background. No matter what's going on with these women, it's fascinating. We saw some people like make up. We saw some feuds get worse. And, you know, that's just a typical Jersey episode right there. So I was feeling great. It really is a typical Jersey episode in the way that we kicked off this episode. I messaged Paul last night. And I was like, you don't even have to ask, Polly. I have my bags packed. I'm moving into the James Bond townhouse of yours. Is that not the sickest shit that you've ever seen? I wanted like a proper house tour because you know how we get that whenever we meet a new housewife or something like we'll see the bedrooms and the kitchen and that whole thing. And I feel like we didn't really get to see it all because, you know, it was just an event that Dolores was throwing at the house. So I want to see more of this house. And it's so funny. I loved the uh, little montage that Melissa went through that Dolores has been through so many different homes as we've known her on this show. But like this feels like it's the best one yet. I mean, by far, this is the best one yet. And, you know, I... I feel like it's so shallow to be like, and the Rolls Royce is out in the front yard in the James Bond townhome. But I'll be shallow in this moment and just be like, I feel like I'm putting his townhouse. I just ordered my vision board from Amazon and I'm piecing things together. The townhouse is going on the vision board for sure. (laughs) I mean, it 1 million percent is. And we do need a proper house tour. It's absolutely stunning. But... I guess my real question for you is in the moment that we kick off, we see Dolores and Polly talking about the trip to the Jersey Shore and really kind of getting to the grind of Frank's issues. Now, Polly, you can tell, is all about boundaries. I want to set boundaries because Dolores, like I wouldn't feel comfortable staying at his house, you know, at the Jersey Shore. He has a beautiful girlfriend, Brittany. Why doesn't he focus on that relationship? And then he goes on to say, I kind of feel like maybe he realizes what he lost. 
What are your thoughts? Yeah, I'm going to be completely honest with you. I was kind of bummed that they started the episode with this because this storyline just isn't doing it for me right now. Just full honesty, people. And listen, I like all these people. I love Dolores. I like Frank. I love Polly. But I'm kind of bored with this storyline so far. I get where everyone's coming from, where Frank's feeling some type of way and Dolores is trying to move forward with her life. Like, that's all well and fine. But at the end of the day, I'm kind of over it. Either like, Frank, move on with your life. Like, you got a girlfriend. Like, let's wrap this up. Or, yeah, Dolores, I think we see later in the season, like, Dolores and Frank will have a sit down and they'll kind of go over all of this. Like, I don't know about you, Adam, but I'm like, can we just skip to that already? Like, let's just get to this being over with because we all agree that we just want Dolores to be happy and we want her to pursue this with Polly because she's so happy with him. So can we just be done? Like, that's just how I feel about it. But I also don't feel like it's a Dolores and Polly situation. I feel like this is a Frank situation that now keeps coming up because producers are most likely pushing them to have the conversation. And part of me feels like the reason it's coming up the way that it is, is because before Frank was so heavily tied to Dolores and Dr. David didn't care because he was so obsessed with his job. So Frank really had a place on the show and it all made sense because he would go to all of the events with her. And now it's almost like he might feel like I got to get into the drama because as you've seen this season, it's a lot less camera time for Frank. Oh, yeah. You know Frank is freaking out, right? Like, I think that's the biggest thing he was probably scared about. I mean, obviously, he has children with Dolores. He loves Dolores, like, of course. But I think deep down, he's scared that he's not going to get that Bravo check anymore, or he's not going to be on the show anymore. And that's scaring him, because really, without having Dolores around anymore, there's really no reason for him to be here it is the real housewives of new jersey after all so it'll be interesting to see honestly i think after this season how they move forward like if frank drops it and everything becomes kumbaya is frank going to take a back seat or is he going to still keep doing these things to try and keep his spot on the show could you enter a relationship with a new person and have be okay with that sort of frank dolores dynamic or would you have to set a clear boundary I'm just like Polly. I would totally have to set a clear boundary. Now, granted, they're at a very different place in life than I'm at, right? Like, like I get that Frank and Dolores are best friends. They have kids together. Like, their social group is familiar with both of them. Like, so I know it's a special set of circumstances, but I definitely resonate with what Polly is thinking. Like, he's like, listen, like, I get that Frank wants to still have you in your life, but you got to set healthy boundaries where he can't be as involved with you because you're mine now. And I want to make sure that we're spending a lot of quality time and focusing on our relationship. So I'm totally team Polly when it comes to that. Okay. All right. That makes sense. I mean, honestly, I would have to set the boundaries, too, like I said. But my next question as we move forward, I didn't realize that our newbie, Rachel Fuda, is such a boss. I mean, she's mentioning burger companies, concierge companies. She was mentioning a parking company, a tile company. I'm like what's next like a chick-fil-a i don't know what she was going to come out with and she just keeps going down she's probably have a i mean she probably has like a cannoli shop i don't know i don't know what she has but watching her in this episode i always like encourage everyone to kind of give the newbies a break let's see let's see how they do throughout the season i think it takes time if they come on a little hot we get annoyed and then if they're too slow then it's like you get tracy lynn johnson your ass right out right so we understand how this works and for her i'm really starting to like her on the show especially when she talks about her stepson and trying to adopt him you can tell this woman has a huge heart and she's just enough messy 
What are your thoughts? Yeah, I'm living for her. I think she's a great addition. I just like all the energy she's bringing. I think she's a breath of fresh air. And I think her tagline finally like came true last night, right? When she was like, I'm too worried running my own business to care about you or whatever the tagline is. I know I'm not getting it 100% right. But I think this whole time we've been wondering, well, what is the business? Like, what does she do? And last night we kind of got an idea. Oh my goodness. Like she's like a real like entrepreneur, like business owner, like she does it all. And so that's always exciting to kind of see how these women are so affluent like some of the times we just see them they're so rich and we're like well how like how did they get all this money it's the Jen Shaw of it all like where did this money come from so seeing that Rachel kind of was spewing that a little bit was super cool and yeah I think she's great and to be honest with you like we'll probably talk about it later on but the whole Rachel versus Danielle thing like I really don't think Rachel is being all that messy in the grand scheme of things like we've seen newbies come onto the scene doing a lot worse than what Rachel is doing so I'm living for her so far Right, Noella Bergener, cue her from Real Housewives of Orange County because she cued her way in and cued her ass right back out. Absolutely. Yes. No, you're right. You're right. Um, we'll definitely touch back on the whole Rachel situation with Danielle. Every time I say Rachel now, I'm sorry, Rachel Fuda. I think of Raquel. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I know that that's your real name and you don't have a stage name and I apologize. But I wanted to get to this luncheon. The luncheon with Dolores and Jennifer Aiden. Now. You might have a totally different opinion than me. Jennifer Aiden was upset because Dolores went through a similar situation where Frank cheated on her. Mind you, Dolores took care of the situation. She tapped into her inner Patterson and whooped ass and she talked about it. And she's like, I'm not proud of that moment. But she did. She mopped the the driveway with whoever this person was. And then, you know, she moved on. So Jennifer was like, you've been through this. You've been cheated on. And you didn't have that much compassion or sympathy, empathy for me when Margaret Josephs outed my husband's affair. Dolores' side is, hold on. I was trying to understand both sides. You're both my friends. And also, Jennifer, you've done a lot of really shitty things to Margaret as well. Like when Margaret was writing about her affair, I mean, Jennifer Aiden completely weaponized the whole thing against her when she was already being vulnerable about it. So it's like, what do you... What are you really weaponizing here? And then Margaret was like, okay, if you're going to talk about my shit, I'm going to talk about yours. What did you think about that? Yeah, I honestly kind of get where both Jennifer and Dolores are coming from in this set of circumstances. Like, I can understand that Jennifer, like, just really was, it was such a hard season for her last season. So I could see that she really was, like, needing the support, like, from all her friends. And maybe Dolores isn't the best at giving that kind of support. But I also get where Dolores is coming from, where she's like, I didn't do anything really to you. I wasn't trying to, like, start anything. And we saw there were many instances, not just last season, but in the past where Dolores would stand by Jennifer or she would defend her to the group group or whatever. So I don't think it's really fair to say that Jennifer would think Dolores was necessarily a bad friend, but maybe she didn't get all the support that she really needed in that moment. So I see where both of them are coming from. Plus, at the end of the day, I get where Jennifer is coming from, that Dolores has been in a similar situation, but that was so long ago. Plus, Dolores divorced Frank. Jennifer stayed with Bill, so they already handled things differently right off the bat. So you can't always rely on people who have gone through similar situations to completely understand what you're going through. Not only that, even when Dolores and Jennifer didn't necessarily get along, Dolores still carries herself with such class in the sense that she will be like, okay, Jennifer, I'm good on her. You scumbag. Like, that's the worst she's going to give you is I'm good on her. She's a scumbag. I'm done. And she just knows, like, it's not newbie Danielle. Like, 
I'm going to walk away so I don't claw your face off, which really it just seems like you're avoiding the situation sometimes. But maybe again, she might know what she's capable of. It's like Dolores doesn't go that low. And Jennifer Aiden was like, your skin looks like a leather bag. And you know what I mean? She goes the lowest of the low. And I don't know if I would necessarily trust making amends with someone like Jennifer Aiden. It's like, fool me once, shame on me. Fool me twice. Get Let's just bring the Patterson back out. I know. That's kind of where I'm thinking, too. I honestly think, yeah, Dolores is very level-headed. And I think that she knows how to handle somebody like Jennifer really well because she's been in her own set of feuds throughout her entire life. So I think, honestly, for Dolores, I think it was kind of easy for her to move on with Jennifer because at the end of the day, their feud was really not that deep. It really just came down to, like, hurt feelings, miscommunication. It's not like either one of them really did anything to hurt each other. It just kind of was hurt feelings just like in the midst of a bunch of chaos from last season. So I think in Dolores's mind, she's like, listen, girl, like we could just move on. This is not that big of a deal. And same for Jennifer. I can tell Jennifer really likes Dolores. And given the fact that they're really both Teresa's biggest allies on the show. So it really doesn't help their side of the fence when they're feuding internally, when the rest of the girls don't really vibe with them that well anyway. Well, I feel like Dolores has been Switzerland this whole time. And I love that she brings up the fact that Listen, I was talking to Jackie and Jackie let me know that you and Bill are having some differences of opinions when it comes to parenting. And you see Jennifer really evolving as a housewife in the sense that she's just owning her power and taking it back. Like she used to be Susie Homemaker. And now she's like, I feel like you've been walking all over me. You come home. You don't even acknowledge me. I'm the mother of your children. I'm your wife. You go straight to the pool house. And that's not going to fly anymore. So... I'm not going to lie. I don't wish any negative on anyone's relationship ever. But this really gives me, if we took the money out of it, if we took like, I know that there's kids involved, but people get divorced all the time with kids. If you took the lifestyle out of it, I don't necessarily know if Jennifer would stay in this anymore. That's a hot take. And excuse me. And I think honestly, you're not alone in thinking that. I think a lot of people feel the same way because we see the way that Jennifer... Jennifer absolutely loves her lifestyle. I mean, who wouldn't? She's got it made. She's living a good life. Bathrooms. I mean, seriously, all of the bathrooms, all the different luxuries. But I don't know. Like, I, the, I, I kind of challenge that opinion just a little bit because here's the thing. If Jennifer were to divorce Bill, she would get half. So she would still be living a great lifestyle, even without Bill. Like, maybe it wouldn't be as fully glamorous, but she would still live a pretty great life, even if she divorced Bill. So I honestly think she stays in the marriage because she really does love Bill. You and, don't think there's a prenup? No, she's talked about how she there isn't a prenup. She says if she divorces him, she gets half. She said that in, like, confessionals and stuff. So Ooh. in my opinion, if Jennifer was really only in it for the lifestyle, I think she would have divorced Bill right by now. I think she really stays in the marriage because she legitimately does love Bill. But like we talked about, it's really the kids. I think she really just wants to make it work for the kids' sake. Did you also see the moment where they agreed and Jennifer was telling Dolores, you know, at first I was a little nervous, but now, okay, let's agree to communicate a little bit better. And next time I'll call you out on your shit. And Dolores just looks at her with her eyebrows raised up like, and I'm like, Jennifer, she will eat you alive, girl alive and is it bad that i want to see it like i want to see it i just love an activated dolores i mean i don't know if i I like the peaceful dolores i mean listen for tv ratings i think it would be absolutely great to get the activated dolores but i want to if she's going to be activated i want a worthy opponent not someone that she's just going to just 
tear to shreds. That's not a fair fight. Jennifer Aiden will just tumble over. And Dolores, no, absolutely not. Yeah, we'll have to see. We'll have to see. Maybe one day. But for right now, I like that they're in a peaceful space, especially because we find out in this episode that they were asked to be bridesmaids for Teresa. So you definitely want to keep the peace when it comes to stuff like that, despite how chaotic this wedding has already been. (laughs) Absolutely. Now, moving on, guys, if you haven't already, we have over 300 in the room. So go ahead, smash that like button. But we get to take a little sneak peek into the Gorga's home and we get a little bomb dropped. Joe's talking to Melissa at the home, doing the home tour. They're showing Antonia her new room. They're walking into the basement. Bada bing, bada boom. And then the Dina Manzo of it all gets brought up. Obviously, they're going to talk about this. And I learned this, Ricky, which I'm sure you probably already know. A lot of times, producers will intervene in storylines because they don't want it to mess up. They have a whole storyboard going into the new seasons. And they don't want it to mess up what they have going on. So Housewives and Bravo Talent sometimes are very aware of this. So what they do is before they start filming a new season, they have things planted through YouTubers, podcasters, Page Six, All About the Real Housewives, like through different media outlets in order for it to become a headline. And once it runs as a headline, then it's fair game. We get to talk about it. So that seems like that's what happened with the whole Dina Manzo thing. But from Joe's side of the story, it was Pizzagate 2, meaning Louie tried to do a business deal with Dina's guy. And when he did, it was bad business. They had a falling out. So even though they went to the engagement party, they were not going to be at the wedding. That makes me question because when all of this came out that she was not going to be at the wedding and no longer going to be a bridesmaid, Teresa was like, it's because she didn't want to be around cameras. At first I was like, okay, she's been through a lot. Maybe that's true. But this makes you question things a little bit. What do you think? 100%. I think Dina and Teresa had such a strong friendship. I think Dina would have 100% been at that wedding as a bridesmaid, regardless if it was being filmed or not. I mean, for crying out loud, she was a housewife. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like she knows what it's like to be filmed. Um, And I really don't think she would have let the cameras get in the way of it because I'm sure Dina knew since day one that the wedding was going to be filmed. It's not like that was something that was just, I mean, I could be wrong, but I don't think that was something that was decided later on. You know, Teresa's the queen of New Jersey, you know, she's going to get this filmed. So I'm sure, you know, that was already well established by the time Dina agreed to be a bridesmaid and to go to the wedding and all that good stuff. I highly doubt because this, we see, um, Dina dropped out of the wedding, what, like a couple weeks before or like three weeks before? So she already knew well ahead of time that this was going to be filmed. I don't think she would have dropped out just three weeks before because she suddenly found out it was going to be filmed. Like that just doesn't make sense to me. I think, um, you know, I'm, I'm, I like Teresa a lot, but I do think a lot of the reasons Teresa gives out are not full stories or they're like her way of looking at things. Um, And I definitely think Melissa and Joe shed a little bit more light onto the fact that if Louie really had, you know, this business problem with um, Dina's man, like that makes more sense. Like there's definitely more to the story, I think on both sides than just Dina dropping out either because of just a business dealing or only because of filming. I think there's a lot more that goes into it than just that. Yeah, because just like you said, she was a housewife before. She still has Instagram. She has social media. So we're still seeing you. It's not like you're trying to hide your face so people don't recognize you anymore. And I mean, to me, that would make a lot more sense. Because like you said, with Teresa being 
at the top of the pyramid when it comes to Real Housewives of New Jersey, you know, we got a wedding from Nini. We got a wedding from Cynthia. We got a wedding from Candy. We got a wedding from Tamara. We've gotten a few weddings throughout the Housewives that obviously Teresa is going to get a special, especially after everything that happened in her former husband, Joe Judice, being deported. And this is kind of her happy ending. So we knew this was going to happen. It wouldn't have been news to Dina, especially because Dina and her man traveled with Teresa and Louie to Greece. They went on vacation. And Dina even said in an interview, traveling with Teresa is like, it's like pandemonium. Like people just rush her, the celebrity of it all. So she 1 million percent knew Teresa would have her own special. I think it has to be deeper. Definitely. And it wouldn't surprise me if it was a business dealing, but that makes me really surprised. And I feel like we've all kind of seen some red flags from Louie since day one. And if this really was the reason that Dina, of all people, didn't go to the wedding, like let alone, obviously, we know Joe and Melissa didn't go. But Dina, I mean, I feel like Dina and Teresa have been best friends forever. And they both have been there for each other through some really crazy things in both of each other's lives. So the, to think that Louie and this man had a business fallout, and that's the reason Dina, like one of Teresa's best friends, didn't go, that is a huge red flag, if you ask me. Like, what's going on with all these shady business dealings? Right. That's exactly what I I mean. And the thing is, too, when it comes to and I had a great conversation with Teresa, I always say that because I don't want I know that the housewives watch. Sometimes I get messages, I get DMs, I don't like getting ripped open. I always God forbid I say something about two T's in a pod ever. So you really have to be on guard. You know what I'm saying? So I like to just try to be like neutral ground here. But the one thing that came off so concerning to the fans was at first, it was all of the women coming forward, talking about all of these, I mean, they had wild claims. Like one woman was saying she was pushed into a metal pole. The other woman said she was locked out and kicked out of the home because she wasn't having sex as many times a day as he wanted. Another, you know what I mean? So you have all of these claims and then boom, pan over. Now it's all about the business. Then you have the pizza gate of it all. Then we have Dina's husband. And then you have Louie go on watch what happens live saying that he's getting into a business that was very similar to what Jin Shaw went to prison for. It makes you question. A lot of questions, like ever since he's came onto the scene. And there's even little things that they kind of have brought up in passing that I want to know more about. I remember it was at last season's reunion. Um, Dolores had mentioned, remember when it came out that Louis' ex started dating David, Dolores' ex, and we were all like, oh my gosh, that's like so wild. And it came out, Dolores said at the reunion that that ex of Louis was with Louis when Louis met Teresa and Louie just dumped her out of nowhere. I think just ghosted her, honestly, to start pursuing Teresa. Like, there's a lot of shady things we've heard about Louie and that we've seen so far. And uh, I don't know, it makes me nervous because at the end of the day, like, Teresa's just gone through so much. We know how bad Joe was at times in that marriage and all the shady things he was doing. So it would really break my heart if Teresa has to go through something like that again because she doesn't deserve it. Like, she looks so happy in this relationship and she deserves to have that. So I really hope Louie isn't some shady guy that we kind of have a feeling he is like i hope it just turns out not to be true and i also feel like too when it comes to well i want to bring this up because lisa randall said louis has a dangerous emotional problem it's clear to see the way he sobs he also gets violent and that was something that melissa pointed out she's like i feel like there's the guy that he wants to be and then the guy that he really actually is 
which makes me so concerned. I wish Teresa, just because like, if you're in love, you're in love, but sometimes people come in your life for a reason, a season and a lifetime. You never know which one it's going to be, but you're always cautiously optimistic. But when you're cautiously optimistic, like grab that fucking prenup and have him sign at the bottom of it. Get the prenup, sign at the bottom of it, right? Girl, I don't think she got a prenup. She didn't get a prenup. That makes me so sad, especially because everyone was like shaking her, like Teresa, get the prenup. And she didn't want to do it. And it's like, girl, like you just want to shake Teresa sometimes because it's like, how do you not, you know, because I don't know about you, Adam, but I am a prenup guy all the way. Like any, no, my husband and I just got married in December. We signed a prenup. Yeah, I think that's not, I understand how some people think that's not very romantic or it, you know, foreshadows like something might happen down the road. But I just think it's a safety thing. Like, it's not a bad thing. I think it shows that you both care enough about yourselves that you want to go into this marriage with a good head on your shoulders. Plus, at the end of the day, that makes the divorce so much easier if anything crazy were to happen. So I can't believe Teresa didn't do that. It's like, girl, I just don't want anything bad to happen to her. No, I think it's honestly the best way to go because it just eliminates the fighting over like over everything. And even when we did ours, it's literally like, you go on and you fill out these things separately and you say what you want. And then they put everything together. And as long as it matches, then that just gets put away in a box. What you answer, that sounds a little bit different. Then you dispute each one until you finally come to an agreement and you don't sign it until you come to an agreement. So really at that point in time, you're deciding what's yours is yours, what's mine is mine. And then at the end, like you said, if God forbid something happens because no one goes into a marriage hoping for a divorce. But if that were to be the case, at least you know what you're walking away with. You're not like, this house is mine. That couch is mine. That Versace rug is mine. You can keep the dog. You know what I mean? Yes. Yes. And imagine how messy that divorce will be if Teresa and Louis get divorced. Like that will be catastrophic. Like that will be so bad. And it's just like, oh, I just wish that she would do I hate to say like common sense thing, but just things that just will protect her and her family in case anything goes crazy. But what are you going to do? I agree. Marisol, thank you so much for the super chat. What did you think of Melissa Gorga's kind of talking about, listen, Danielle is trying to launch this bougie kids line and I want to help her because Envy such a huge success. So I want to help her get this off the ground. Obviously, we know now looking back that we have a clear divide and this did not go well. But I was thinking in my head, like, that's really sweet of you, Melissa, as long as this is not a storyline. That's nice that you're trying to help the girl. What did you think? It's sweet. The thing I don't get is why are all these women getting into business with each other? Like, why are all these husbands getting into businesses with each other? Like, I don't understand that. I know for me, the way I was raised, like, you never go into business, like, with family or you never, like get into money. You know what I mean? Like I've even been taught, like never loan family members, like money, never loan friends money because you most likely aren't going to get it back. And that's the quickest way for a friendship or a relationship to go down the drain because someone didn't pay you back or whatever. Right. And we're seeing that happen in real time right now with this new season. And I find it so crazy that they all want to like do business together. I get when it's one thing that you all are on the same platform and you can like work together to like make money together. But business dealings are so shady. And as we're seeing right now, like so many things can go wrong in a business deal. So I just find it strange that Melissa even had that idea. I was like, do you even know this girl? Like, it's just like crazy to me how they all just jump on board to do business together. Yeah, I originally I was thinking that it almost kind of reminds me of like 
Vanderpump Rules is so incestuous because they all hook up with each other. And then you have a show like this that's just so incestuous in the form of business dealings. By the way, um, a woman on Instagram, her name is Stella, sent me this TikTok from a girl named Chrissy Balls about Pizzagate. Can I play it for you really quick? Please, I love it. Okay, hold on. Let me see. Thank you, Chrissy Balls. (laughs) (laughs) I love the name. He's not laughing at you. He's laughing with you. A hundred percent. My name is Cornish. <laughs> My middle name is Koi, so oh, everyone thinks I, I'm trying. I'm not. Have you seen it? I have seen this. I saw it on Twitter. Oh, here we go. All the Teresa stints. She tried. But if you see these pictures and don't understand that in a week's time, Joe and Melissa have been absolutely vindicated. And Louis did not, in fact, lose any money because he never gave anyone any money. All he did was pay for a bunch of ovens that are now being sold on eBay for $75. She and Louis really tried, really tried to scam her own brother. And they really thought this was going to pan out to where they could take all the credit and turn the narrative around on Joe and Melissa. Teresa fans, you got something you want to say? Like, oh my God, I was so wrong. How could I be so stupid to believe Louis? I'm waiting. By the way, big ups to Madara Lange on eBay. Thank you so much for not wanting this. Okay. I mean, the last part was a little shady, but I'm like, is there any... I don't know what to say, Ricky. Well, I can add to this a little bit. I saw some... I saw some tweets online. Now, granted, I don't know how if, if any of this is true, right? This is just me repeating things that I see online. But I saw some people that said Joe and Melissa were the ones who created that account and they uploaded that stuff to show, um, you oh. know, that there was some shady stuff going on. And I saw some stuff that said those photos are fake. So everything that you just saw in there was photoshopped, fake, not real. So I don't know what to believe, you know, because I'm seeing all these different things. Like, I think it's safe to say we know that there was at least a pizza business, right? We know that's a fact. Um, But in terms of the actual execution and everything and how things all came to be, like, we are still a little fuzzy on those details. Um, Because I think I saw something online, like Bravo and Cocktails, like, released the whole story as to how this happened. But to me, their story online very much mimicked what joe gorga said on the show um so i don't know i don't know i just feel like we don't still don't know all the details despite the fact that these videos are coming out and these blogs are saying one thing and whatnot like i still think there's a lot more to the story i mean but who knows because i think for me at the end of the day i know sometimes i feel like i come across as a total Teresa like defender but to me i just don't really get why you know if she decides to go into business with her brother why would she behind his back change the name to Skinny Pizza and do a photo shoot and then try and shove it off to have Joe only own 5% of the company? Like, why would she do that? Maybe she's capable of doing that, but I just don't get why. Like, what's the motive? You know that's going to make things complicated for your family, and she's all about family. So why would she even want to do that in the first place? Hmm. It's just a messy situation. It's so messy. I never know. It's really hard like being on the outside looking in, I feel like it's like a ping pong match where you're like, oh, oh, mm. yeah. You know what I mean? Like that's how it feels. Jesus Christ. Okay. All right. <laughs> I'm going to have to move on. I'm going to have to move on here because speaking of Teresa, great timing, Jennifer Aiden. 
We're going to be bridesmaids. (laughs) First of all, this is the mess that I love for Jersey, but the reason why I would not want to be friends with Jennifer Aiden, only because the reason that she announced it in this moment was because she wanted a reaction. I'm sure she told Teresa right before going into this, because Teresa obviously was down and out for the count. She was at home sick, tested positive. And she was like, Jennifer was probably like, listen, I'm going to say this in front of Melissa. Yeah, say it in front of Melissa. Tell everyone. You know what I mean? Make an announcement. Make it a big deal. I don't care. And that's exactly what she did. Dolores' face just went... (laughs) Right? Everything about this was so messy. So messy. Just from the beginning. First off, Dolores and Jennifer are out of lunch. You know what I mean? Making up. Everything's going great all of a sudden, right? Then they get a FaceTime call from Teresa. And Teresa's like, hey, like, you know, I had a vision. And I would love, I saw you two as my bridesmaids. Like, let's make it happen. Right after, literally seconds after, you know, Jennifer and Dolores make up. Like, how convenient is that, right? Then Jennifer being so messy by announcing this in front of the group. And the fact that she was smiling from ear to ear and looking straight at Melissa as she said it, like, it's great TV, but it's so messy. And these are moments where I'm totally team Melissa. Like, honestly, like I go back and forth between them. Like, I think both of them are messy and they're both at fault for a lot of the things as to why they don't speak or get along anymore. But come on, you really mean to think after all of that debacle, right, of debating if Melissa should be a bridesmaid or not. We saw when they were at the mozzarella party um, at Danielle's or whatever, and Teresa was like, well, if you want to be a bridesmaid, like, you can. And Melissa was like, well, I'm not going to, like, ask you. So now, fast forward, Dina drops out, and then you ask Dolores and Jennifer, like, you still don't ask Melissa? Like, you're just fueling the fire even more. And you know Jennifer is going to create a scene after being asked to be a bridesmaid. Like, come on. So everything about this situation from beginning to end was so messy, if you ask me. I mean, I completely agree. But I did want to kind of pick your brain on this. Do you agree with Melissa in the sense that she's looking at Dolores like you weren't even supposed to like you didn't get invited to her engagement party because Dina was there. And now that Dina drops out, you're going and you're going to be a bridesmaid. And Dolores was like, Listen, it's her day. This isn't about me. If she asked me, I've been a longtime friend with her. I just want to be a good friend. So yes, I'm not going to make this about myself. Which way would you lean if you were in Dolores's position? If I was in Dolores's position, I probably would do the same thing as her. Like if anyone asked me to be a bridesmaid or be in the wedding or asked me to be a bridesmaid, if anyone like asked me to be in the wedding or whatever, I would say yes. Like I would be honored if anybody asked me. And I'm the type like if I really vibe with who's getting married um, and maybe I don't get along best with everybody else, like I would still do it um, mainly because like you're trusting me to be part of your wedding day and like you want me to be part of the celebration and that's like a big deal to you. So I would... I would do it, despite the fact how it might look to other people. Like, if this person is getting married and they want me to be standing up there with them, like, of course I'll say yes. See, you're a better person than me because when people ask me to go to their weddings, I'm like, (sighs) (laughs) like, do I have... That's a whole day. Sometimes this is travel. Yeah. Can Can you send me your Amazon wish list and I will pick something that's cute under 50 and I will send it to... No, I'm just... (laughs) <laughs> I'm being I'm being an asshole. I'm totally just kidding. But no, it, it's a weird situation. Someone told me when I did my Margaret Joseph's interview that I had to take down, but no, I did not get a cease and desist just to say that for the 500th million time. 
Um, I keep getting asked that literally, and I've said this so many times. Oh, the new one is, Ricky, I got a nose job. Um, but, I mean, we should all just get a nose job. But <laughs> I didn't. Um, my thing here is, do you think that Jennifer Aiden and Dolores in this wedding special, like, will these women get paid for their time being a part of the wedding special? Or will all of that money primarily be put into making the wedding an extravaganza, the production of it all, and really just putting the money towards Teresa and Louie? Mm, that's a good question. Um, I'm honestly not too sure how like the cards fall when it comes to who gets paid to be part of the specials and whatnot. Um, I would as I I assumed because this special is still technically part of like the Real Housewives of New Jersey. Like I would assume the cast was getting paid for it, but maybe I'm wrong. Like I just assume like if it's still part of this because it's still airing like part of the season, right? Like is it? It's like after the finale or something like that. Or is yeah. it really like after the reunion? No, I think it's airing before the reunion. Yeah, okay. because it's airing, it's airing in May. Okay. So then if it's technically part of the season, right? Like I would assume that the cast is just getting paid. Like if you showed up to film for the episode, right? Because these housewives are, are paid per episode, right? Well, it depends. Sometimes they're... Well, it, it depends how they do it. Like for the housewives, they can be... Well, it's different because Vanderpump Rules, they do a day rate and a salary. No, they all get salaried. They okay. get salaried and then the friends of, they get day rates. Okay, gotcha. Gotcha. So then I would assume that they was they were getting paid no matter what. If they were bridesmaids or not, I would assume they would have just been paid just because it's part of the season. So it's maybe like just part of their contract or something. Like, I don't really know how it's different when it's just a special. But given the fact that it's part of the actual season and not like totally standalone airing at a completely different time than like the season's airing, I would assume they would have just been paid no matter what. That's just me, though. I'm just guessing. Can you imagine like Teresa when she was talking to um, me for this that whole interview thing she was telling me, she's like, it's going to be the best home video and I can't wait. And I'm like, you know, producers are going to sneak a shot in there of Joe and Melissa talking about the wedding, talking about how shitty they feel about this. So that's also going to make your home video, by the way. Like your uh-huh. wedding special, they 1 million percent are going to add Joe and Melissa into it. Somehow, mm. some way, this will happen. Oh my gosh. Well, especially if it's airing before the reunion. Oh, of course, because that's what's going to lead us into the reunion, which they're filming next week, by the way. I cannot wait for this reunion. That's going to be nuts. The fact that we're getting Vanderpump Rules reunion and then Jersey reunion right after. I mean, we're being blessed, Adam. (laughs) I know. I know. I know. You're right. You're right. Okay. So now getting back to the house, because we know that we have the Turkish reader what were your thoughts? Was this a setup or are you buying it? Because she hit a lot of nails on the heads from endorsements to you have a friend that stabbed you in the back whose name starts with an L to I, I have a feeling that you're fighting with your brother and it's over a wedding and you're not going to the wedding. And I'm like, okay, at this point, the only one that was pretty general was the one that came I, with Dolores. Like, obviously you walk into her house Hi, is this your house? Are you the homeowner? Yeah, actually, I'm not. This is my boyfriend, Polly. I'm Dolores. Nice to, nice to meet you. Set up wherever you want. So first thing that clicks is like, oh, okay, boyfriend, Polly, this is his house. His house is James Bond house. They seem happy together. Okay, I got your reading, girl. You want a ring. Next one. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So this is my point of view on this. So I've actually been to a medium before and it was unintentional. I actually interviewed, his name is, oh my God, Matt. No, Matt. He's super well known. Tyler? Um, 
Oh my gosh, I'm going to forget. Alpha, Matt Frazier. Matt Frazier is his name. Oh yes, from Jersey. Yes, super well-known medium, right? So he was actually doing a Vegas show here and I was able to interview him. I literally interviewed him over Zoom, right? So we're doing this Zoom interview and the publicist had told me ahead of time, like, if you want a reading from him, like, just ask at the end of the interview and he'll read you. And I was like, oh, okay. Like, I had never been to a medium before. So we do the interview. He was super lovely. And then I asked at the end, like, do you see anything around me? Like, blah, blah, blah. And he gave me this epic reading. Like, all these people that had passed recently in my life. And I was able to, like, talk, you know, hear what they had to say through him. And I was blown away because like you wouldn't know any of that stuff just like on my Instagram or my social media like I'm not that super public so the things that he was bringing up I was blown away and especially because we were on zoom we weren't even in person so I was like this is crazy so up to that point I was a little bit of a skeptic but after that I was like oh my gosh like these people are the real deal as long as you go to legit ones like I do think there's a lot of fake ones out there uh, but someone like Matt is the real deal right but then I'm watching this episode. So I'm going into it. And I'm like, oh, yeah, maybe she'll get a couple things. Girl, the things that she's bringing up are way too specific. And this is all in a coffee cup. I'm like, girl, please. Like, this is craziness. And especially when you add on to the fact that the cameras are there. I would 100% believe that Jennifer gave her a heads up ahead of time. Plus, Jennifer's acting skills in that moment were not the, were not the best, mama. <laughs> I love when she's looking and Jackie's just dying, laughing her ass off. And she's like, this is too specific. And she's like, she's a fucking psychic, you idiot. And it's like, okay, now this is like when you know you catch somebody when they start getting aggressively like defensive. That's like, those are the best moments. Especially, I love like, me and my friends, we just put everything out on the line. And if somebody kind of feels like they get like louder, I'm like, bitch, I can totally read through this. Like you're lying through your, just... Own it. Just put it out on the table because this is not, let's just call this what it was. It was a great attempt, but you didn't land the plane. You crashed that bitch. You did not land the plane. It's not within reason. I don't know what you're trying to do here. But to your point too, do you remember, I don't know, it wasn't last season. It was the season before. Do you remember the medium that came on Gina Marie? And she did like a reading at Teresa's house. And did she make Dolores cry because of the dogs? Yes. Yes, I do. She did my, she came on and now she's a friend of mine, but she did a reading. She's booked out for two years Yeah, and she's all over TV, everything. And she came on and she was telling me so many specific details. And my, like my best friend just passed away and she brought this up, which you would have known from my Instagram, but she's, she said, I'm laughing because she's saying, she's showing me her pink converse and you wrote on her converse. And she said that she still is pissed off about that. And I'm like, (laughs) Well, because she threw my jacket away and I hated those Converse. And I'm like, nobody would know that, you know? So it just, it really is wild. But okay, Jennifer Aiden, we tried. Now, last but not least, we have someone who wanted to be vindicated. Danielle came with a hidden agenda. I don't actually think it was hidden at all. She came with an agenda and she wanted to call shit out. You said that you feel like what Rachel did was not that bad. My personal opinion here, and then I want to pick your brain, is Rachel, yes, repeated something from a conversation. Like Danielle said, it was coffee talk, right? Mm -hmm. She repeated the conversation to her friend, Margaret. Well, one, that's kind of an insult to Danielle because Danielle thought she was your friend too, one. But two, like Rachel said, I didn't enhance that. I didn't add anything to it. I literally just took your words verbatim and brought them right back. But on Danielle's side, she's like, Right. But that was a you and I conversation. 
why would you that just makes me not trust you because the only reason you would have brought that back was to cause trouble what do you think girl again i totally i like danielle but she's so reaching in this moment if you ask me danielle why do we keep forgetting danielle literally brought up this conversation to margaret in the locker rooms at Dolores's event, she already talked about this with Margaret. So why is Rachel bringing it up on a separate occasion? Something that's crazy and we're like punishing Rachel for it. I totally don't get that at all. Plus, at the end of the day, people, you cannot be on a reality TV show if cameras are filming every word you're saying. And you're saying, you and I had that conversation in private. Where? You're in a store and the cameras are on you. So it's going to end up on TV anyway. So the way I look at it is either Margaret's going to find out by watching this and seeing that you said it. So, okay. Or we can speed this up and make it a storyline and make it good for TV by having Rachel go back and tell Margaret. I mean, let's just use our common sense here, right? So I think the fact that Danielle is all like upset about this is not working for her because it just doesn't make sense. We've already talked about this. You filmed this conversation. It wasn't in private. So what are we doing here? Like, in my opinion, this is just screaming storyline. This is just screaming. Like, we got to get something going between the new newbies. Like, that's really all that I'm getting. Plus, at the end of the day, we can see that Danielle is vibing more with Jennifer and Teresa and Rachel is vibing more with Melissa and Margaret. So if anything, it just strengthens the divide between the two sides of the cast. Um, So that's really all this is giving me at this point. No, I mean, I I completely agree. And when you're filming shows like this, usually there's production A and production B, and there's at least minimum, and I bet you there's more than this, there's at least two camera people, one boom mic, and then there's someone who's hiding behind the wall watching this, what it looks like on an iPad. So you already have a bunch of people in the store watching you have your coffee talk. And there's most likely actually probably four cameras for different angles. So yeah, I mean, this is just Housewives 101. You got to get up to speed, girl. I... I think, yeah, Danielle. I mean, we'll see at the reunion. Speaking of the reunion, last night Dolores was on Watch What Happens Live and she was talking, it was mentioned and you brought this up, that the reunion films next week. One thing that shocked me was how open she was about being on Ozempic. Yeah. What did you think about that? When she just came out and was like, yeah, I'm not going to be the heavy set one at the reunion. I've been... You know, I take Ozempic and I've lost some weight and I'm also with a trainer. And it was also mentioned that all of the women on the cast are taking Ozempic. Yeah, I'm going to be honest with you. I don't like this at all. I just don't like putting things out there that we have to take. First off, this medication is prescribed and it's meant for people with diabetes. Okay. So the fact that people are just taking this to lose weight, what, what year are we in? Like, are, aren't we trying to embrace like body positivity and that you don't have to be like stick thin and like all of that? Like I, that I was love 22. Wait, I'm sorry. That was 2022. Yeah, right. But I love that Dolores is so open and just owned it. I love that. You know, I love a queen that's real. But in general, I don't like this. I was actually just in West Hollywood last week and I spent a whole week there. And I found out that a bunch of gay guys out there are on Ozempic too. And I was like, what is going on? Like, why are we all taking this drug that's meant for people with legitimate diabetes just to lose weight and just so we can stop eating. Like, I just feel like this takes us back in time to a really toxic time where we all were trying to look like paper thin and not take care of ourselves. And like, 
I don't think it's a, it's a cute thing to take out your appetite. Like, you know, you need to make sure you're getting your nutrients and eating and all that good stuff. So I just don't love this, um, trends of getting on Ozempic and all these women are trying to lose weight. Like let's embrace our natural figures, people. Let's embrace the fact that we're in 2023. We don't need to be taking prescription drugs to be losing weight. Like, I just don't like it. It's not my thing. Like I'm more of a natural person. Like I just want us to get rid of those unhealthy habits. Cause I think about that. There are younger people that are watching this show. Hello. We just had Jackie on last season talking about having an eating disorder. People like we need to be more careful about the messages that we're sending on these platforms. Cause I think we need to be embracing natural beauty than taking these drugs to make us look thinner and better. That's just my opinion. Right. And to be fair, um, Somebody said that it wasn't, it was Ozempic like, it wasn't actually Ozempic for her, but it, it, you got the point of what I was saying too. And it's right now everywhere. And who was it? There was a celebrity, it was all over page six yesterday that saw, you know, if you want to lose weight fast, it was in the New York City subway, try Ozempic. <laughs> and it's like, oh, okay. So yeah, I hate um, Last but not least, going into the reunion, since it was brought up, since it was mentioned, I just want to know. Coming out of it, everything is going to be this. This is going to be a freaking bloodbath. <laughs> like that's putting it so like every single person is going to be going in there. Like, like Joe Gorga is definitely popping off. He's definitely walking off set, or there could potentially be a physical altercation. I don't know yet. Then Teresa is definitely popping off. Melissa, she's not backing down from shit anymore. Like the whole trying to keep any sort of peace and letting you know, anybody say anything to her, especially when it comes to Teresa, that has gone out the window. She's going in fully ready. Who do you think, after everybody lays their stories out on the line, that fans are going to be in favor of after this reunion? This is total prediction though, Ricky. Right. Right. I think Teresa has a pretty strong fan base. I think people will are ride or die for that woman. So I think she'll probably end up leaving with... I don't know though. It's tough because what sucks about this situation is I agree with both sides on certain occasions and I disagree with both sides on certain occasions. And I'm, I would assume most fans feel the same way. Like there's moments we can all agree that Melissa's acting crazy. There's moments we can agree that Teresa's acting crazy. So I think it'll be very interesting to see how they both, you know, like share their stories essentially, because as of right now, I'd, I'd say Teresa's make Teresa's looking more in the wrong right now. If you ask me with the way she handled the bridesmaid situation, with the way she handled Melissa's mother, with the way they ran this pizza company behind Joe's back right now, if you ask me, Teresa's looking like she's been the culprit for a lot of the wrongdoings. And I'm sure that's making Teresa go crazy. Right. So I'm sure going into this reunion, Teresa's going to bring as many facts as she can to make herself look justified and to make look, make them look like they're in the wrong. So I don't know. I'm just most looking forward to seeing how they're both going to handle each other because it's not going to be a. I feel bad for Andy. He's going to have a lot of, you know, crazy oh to deal with. He's going to be like, shut up. Yeah. He's like, going to have to yell at them on multiple occasions. Yes. Were you surprised that this was brought up when Alexia Echevarria was on uh, Watch What Happens Live that Teresa boasts 2.3 million followers and then Melissa Gorga boasts 2.7 million? <laughs> So stupid this is another thing i'm like what you said you said the bigger fan base so i just wanted to bring it up and show you that she does in fact have four hundred thousand more and alexi said that's because she buys them 
Adam, stop the shenanigans. We know Melissa Gorga does not have more fans than Teresa Judice. Like, let's just say the facts. And I actually really like Melissa. I've met her a couple times. I like her a lot. I think she's super cool. She's funny. Um, and all that I good stuff. I wouldn't have thought that from you. Oh, I love Melissa. I, I actually like them all. I've met all the Jersey girls. I think they're all fabulous. Except Danielle. I haven't met her. But everybody else I've met, they're all fabulous. Um, girl, we all know this is the Teresa show. And Instagram does not, in my opinion make somebody more valuable than the other. I mean, you got to keep in mind of all the women, men, middle-aged, older that are watching this show every week in Kentucky and Wisconsin and Arkansas. They're not on Instagram following these women. Like when it comes to the people who actually watch the show and are invested, I totally think Teresa has this in the bag, like for sure. I feel like we're like in a housewife's election here. (laughs) Okay. And I, I loved Alexia Shade saying that, but also I thought that was such a harmless comment saying, oh, she probably buys those followers. Like, I didn't think that was anything crazy. What, what, what I thought was funny is the fact that it clearly struck a nerve with Melissa. Did you see what she put on her story? How she like got the most amount of followers after this, fo- this last episode? I was like, uh, it kind of goes back to the Ozempic thing. I'm like, why are we talking about this? Why, why do we care who has more followers? Like, guys... We got to talk about what's actually important right now. <laughs> I mean, we got to get down to it. And so, yes, I, I completely agree with you. There's a lot. There's a lot to just <laughs> Jesus. I got to get through the. I got to get through the rest of the season and the reunion at this point. Yes. But yes. Ricky, as always, thank you so much for joining me. I always have the best time with you on here. And yeah, hopefully we get to steal you back. I always say that. And then I text you last minute and <laughs> I didn't mean to call you out over DMs, but uh, the first time just to, Ricky, we have to share this with everybody. Mm-hmm. We have almost 600 people in here. I reached out to Ricky. Jason's like, you have to ask Ricky to come on and do a collaboration. I'm like, first of all, I said that to you, Jason. And Jason's like, no, you didn't. And this is the story of our lives. This is our pillow talk. We're <laughs> arguing over collaborations. And Jason, so I reach out to Ricky and I'm like, do you want me to text you the link and the details? And he's like, girl, send me an email. I'm like, okay, I'll send you an email. And then he calls me out and says, <laughs> when are you going to ask for my phone number to just text me? And I'm like, well, I thought I got the message the first time when you said send me an email. I was like, Ricky is not wanting his phone number out there, which is totally, I respect the hell out of that. You know, sometimes okay. you send your number out there. Adam, here's my side of the story. You asked... Should I text you this link or email it to you? And I said, email it. For me, it's email is easier because like, obviously I do this on a computer. So it's easier for me just to go to my email, click on the link and open it and join you, right? So when you were asking me the best way to send the link, text our email, I was like, email it to me because that's just easiest. But when it comes to you and I just texting and you asking me to be on the show, I'm like, girl, just text me. And I'm going to be completely honest with the followers. I'm totally flirting with Adam. And I know he's married, but I'm a flirt. And I'm like, so when are you going to start texting me? That's really what it was. I was being a little flirtatious with Adam. But yeah, girl, now you got my number so you can text me whenever. (laughs) Great. Jason's going to have a charge on his hands. I can't wait for this, guys. Here we go. No, no. Making it spicy. (laughs) (laughs) Ricky, thank you so much for joining us as always. And um, hang out in the... Do you, or, do you have to run? No, I'm good. Okay, I'm going to drop you down in the weight... Actually, I'll just pick your brain about this because I just put this up here. Guys, um, we just shared our good friend, Nicole Steffes. Um, I know I told you guys before, she is the one who does all of our merch. She's incredibly talented. If you see Danielle on the show, when you see her confessionals in the background, you see Nicole's art. 
She's amazing. Um, she's doing our merch right now. And it took a little bit longer because she found out that she has lupus and she is extremely sick. And now she's getting better. And she told me that she's feeling a little bit better. So we're sending her all of the positive vibes and energy. But this is how it works when I send her merch. She's a fucking miracle worker. I told her, hey, I want to do something that's, you know, Bravo inspired, something inspired by Vanderpump Rules. It's a hot topic right now, but I don't want to make it messy and scandal. So I'm like, who doesn't love a little jiggy, a martini glass? Ricky, this is what I sent her. Oh, I'm excited. So this is... <laughs> Yo, what is this? <laughs> <laughs> so you see how I said I put the dog on the bottom and you see kind of like the martini glass, right? Yes. And you see the diamond and the crown? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. This is what... And you see where it says pumped underneath? Yep, yep. Even while going through her health journey over here, this is what she came out with. Oh, I'm excited. (gasps) Oh, she made it look so good. Is she not a freaking miracle worker? That's wild. So guys, you can go on upandadamlive.com, check out the merch. As you know, with any new show coming out, we always put new stuff up. Obviously, I went ahead and ordered my pump-inspired crop top. Yes, I will be wearing that to BravoCon. And yeah, if you guys are a part of our members only um, or memberships, you guys, there's a special discount in the community tab. And then I also wanted to say we are going to Miami this weekend to meet up with Bali from Family Karma. Right now, they we know that they did the first three seasons of Family Karma. Do not sleep on that show. Go back to Peacock, Hulu, wherever you watch your Bravo and go rewatch because they're trying to figure out right now if we're picking up Family Karma for season four it heavily focuses on Indian culture and their community. I think it's such a beautiful way of doing it, the way that they shoot it. And it focuses on South Florida, just everybody in Miami. It's crazy, this show. And I mean crazy in the best way. The drama is such cotton candy drama amongst the families. And it's not necessarily like, bitch, you slept with my husband. (laughs) So... It's nice. We need that every once in a while. So I will be giving you guys a behind the scenes vlog from that. Thank you to everybody for the super chat, super stickers. Um, Thank you to all of our mods. This is my Grammys. Thank you speech, Emmys, whatever the fuck you want to call it. I love you guys. Go to upandadamlive.com. And like the banner says right here, go to Up and Adam 2 tonight at 10 p.m. Eastern for our Panda Pump Rules after party. You guys know Jason's going to be on fire, maybe a little bit litty. It's always a good time. Love you guys. Bye. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.